0: 64-bit, 64-Bit Legends. Welcome. Legend of the game like GoldenEye, I'm more than right. Yeah. In the perfect dart is dreams that seem to come to light. 64-Bit, the shit, it's as real as it yeah. is. We can yeah. talk sports, games, and games. Music, take your pain, pull with the news, pull up and crack a proof. Smoke one with the group Tune in and take a view. Watch, watch. We're here to raise the bar from the lowest mark. Sit your ass down and listen. It's time for the show to start. Welcome to another episode of the Sixty Four Bit Legends. Bobby
1: Caboose here as always with Melvin Troy. What's up, Melvin? how oh, back in action again. This time, uh, I am not a Tripping out on an edible, so that's that's gonna be great. Um, to be honest, I think I held it together last time pretty decently. Yeah, I got a little confused in the middle, but it was. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a couple of moments that you got a little quiet. Yeah. So
0: luckily, T the monster was here, and you yeah. know we were able to uh, get through through the show.
1: Dude, it was the craziest thing. I don't know if I explained it on the last one, but. It was such. A, it was. I've never had an edible have such a delayed reaction. Right. Like I took it 11 p.m. the night before. I went to bed, couldn't sleep until about like four ish in the morning. Right. It was close to five in the morning. I finally fell asleep. Didn't feel it. I just figured, hey, this migraine I had that day must have just knocked out all the all the highness out of it. Right. It just was more of a pain reliever, right? And then I wake up at what 11:30 in the morning to do the podcast. And I am just like knee deep in it. Yeah,
0: because we <laughs> usually don't do it that early too. Yeah. So we usually do it in the mid mid evening, you know, early evening or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I had that once. Well, not not exactly, but uh, remember those rice Krispie cheats that. Nick oh, you, gave us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had taken one at like three in the morning mm-hmm. and woke up high as shit. Had to go to Enterprise Rent a Car to fucking rent a car. <laughs> and I'm in the lobby, <laughs> high as fuck. And they're like, Oh, do you want the extra insurance? <laughs> and I was like, No, I think I'm good. <laughs> and he tells me a story, um, because it was off of M59, yeah, you know, one of the busiest roads in Metro Detroit, <laughs> yeah. And he tells me a story. He goes, "Oh, you look like a good driver, but I just want to let you know that we had this older lady. You know, we offered her the extra insurance. She denied it, and once she pulled out onto the street, she got hit and totaled the car. <laughs> and I'm high as fuck. Like, oh man, maybe I should
1: get this extra insurance for 15 bucks a day or whatever the fuck. Dude, so yeah, I've never had it where it was like 12 hours later it's right. still kicking. Well, not a, not still kicking." But kicked in somewhere, probably around like I don't know eight in the morning. Right, it had to have. You know, by the time we wrapped up the podcast, I was starting to get back on planet Earth. But
0: yeah, because it—I it, mean—you started off kind of strong in the podcast, as yeah. far as I remember, <laughs> and then it kind of you kind of went silent a little bit. You know, probably trying to catch up on what we were saying. Yeah,
1: well, I also kind of like because I didn't know it was one of those weird things. Like I don't know if you've ever been high and there's like a group conversation and you get like you kind of micromanage like okay wait when do i when do i jump in with something i don't yeah. want to interrupt wait wait i don't want i don't want to step on what they're saying wait now by the time you're ready to say something you're like Wait, I wasn't listening to what they're saying, so... And it's way
0: past the thing that you yeah. wanted to fucking intervene with.
1: Yeah. So it was just like... That or, was...
0: or you focus on one thing that they say, yeah. and you're just thinking about that. Yeah. And then you're like, well, where the fuck did that one thing go? Right. But anyway, today's episode... Is about um. It's pretty interesting. We we thought about this the other day. It's yep. uh, about some of our guilty pro ah, guilty pleasures that we have yeah. in life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Guilty pleasure. There's a you know it, it, that's something. Especially being in like everyone's like stuck at home and everything. You really start to really dive knee deep into yeah. that stuff. Um, just for you know because you're bored or or you know just it, it's kind of almost like it, it guilty pleasures. At least in my mind, always feel like okay, this is a time. Where it kind of gives you some reassurance of right. some, some sort, you and, know, some comfortability.
0: You know, what, what I kind of think, too, is they're almost borderline embarrassing, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you don't really tell too many people about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, for example, like, when we were in high school, like, you know, obviously I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Didn't tell a lot of people I was a big wrestling fan because, right. you know, Attitude Era was already over. And you don't, you know, you're kind of getting older, you know, it's fake or scripted. And, right. you know, people kind of look at you weird if you're like, oh, I like wrestling. Oh, you like guy- wearing, or are watching guys in tights, you know? Yeah. And shit like that. But anyway, um, do you want to uh, start off with, uh, yeah. kick um, it off?
1: Yeah. So I'll start off with this one. So this is in regards to music. It's kind okay. of the music, music genre. So um, <clears throat> actually, I was just talking about this last night. Where there's two genres of music that I that are a guilty pleasure for me. Um it is a combination it's either uh, like shitty late 70s to eighties yacht rock, which if you're not familiar with what that genre is, like it's it wasn't called that back in the day. But right. Now looking back at it, it's basically like like very smooth. Like, it's technically rock music from, from that time, but it's, like, overproduced, and it's... Think of think of Journey, okay. or Steely Dan, or Michael McDonald, as I've talked about before.
0: B-52s, maybe? No,
1: no, no, no B-52s, that's New Wave. Oh, okay. That's more of a New All Wave right. thing. Um, you're talking about, like, Toto, Africa. Oh, yeah. There, that's a part, Toto, is that, Africa. By the way, is that, is that song about fucking a black chick? I think so, actually, because it it, it kind of sounds like at it. Like the video hints at it. Yeah, I, mean, I know. You know, you, there's a black librarian that right. he's like, and there's and and yacht rock like artists typically are all kind of the same. Of like, they're bearded. They're very good musicians. All mm-hmm. of them, phenomenal musicians. If you look at their background, like. Fucking Chicago or something yeah. like that. Great musicians, not much to look at. They didn't have a lot of sex appeal, like you know, like a, a Robert Plant yeah. or a Mick Jagger back right. in the day, you know. So
0: brought Michael, someone like that, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: perfect example. So, um, but so that's there's that. Um, but what I'm particularly a uh, guilty pleasure. I'm going to touch on here is early '90s fucking club music. Okay, so we're talking like I love late '80s. Early '90s pop music as a whole. Um, You're talking like Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, just all the Jacksons in general. Um, Randy Jackson. He signs martial arts weapons. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. George Michael. You know Prince. Like shit like that. And um, but in particular, if you get into like uh, what I'm talking about is more like CNC Music Factory. I got the power type shit. Like Marky Mark. Yes, yes. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch fucking the venga boys montel jordan maybe Montel jordan return absolutely. of the mac yep things like that i love
0: that yeah and, and surprisingly base ace of base fucking love it um surprisingly i play you know when i dj weddings people fucking love that music like return of the mac uh is must play this is how we do it must play yep. those are fucking phenomenal and it gets everyone on the dance floor yep. like
1: those are like fucking timeless so what I'm gonna one album in particular, and this is like to just to consolidate it down to one thing because mm-hmm. it's a that's it, a very big genre, right. obviously. But if you want to know the guiltiest of all guiltiest pleasures for me, if I were to say like pick an album that that can, can uh, uh, conceptualizes that whole thing, yeah, it is the soundtrack to Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> it is. I'm gonna tell you what that is the best, and, and the way that they what put it love? together. Oh yeah, they Baby got two versions of that song. I mean, that song is phenomenal. That's like one of my top songs in like that Hattice? genre. Uh, Hadaway. Uh, Hadaway. yeah, was Something like that. It's got Ace of bass in there. It's got like, I mean, it, and it's all the old the super super cheesiest of the cheesiest. Yeah. But I remember buying that when it came out, back when the movie came out right. as a kid, and I listened to listen to the shit out of that. To this day, I'll pop that on and it is it's so perfectly mixed together because all the songs flow into each other right. as if you were at a shitty nightclub in the nineties yeah. listening to that. Well
0: it's like uh then it would be kind of like the chronic, you know? Yeah. How you know one song kind of moves into the other. Yeah. And that type of music is great for like even like doing like cardio and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it gets you fucking pumped up,
1: man. Yeah. So I, I can't get enough of it. And then when I turn it on, I mean it is so like that album itself. Is so fucking cheesy, but I can't get enough of it. it. When I listen to it, it's just put. It's like putting a warm blanket around me, like, oh, this is great. <laughs> what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah, don't hurt me. Oh, no more. Yeah,
0: no more. <laughs> um, well, I have a somewhat similar. I also picked something regarding music, but mine is more um, 90s and like early 2000s pop. Mm. And. Mm-hmm. It does include the boy bands and the girl bands and Alanis Morissette and you know we've watched videos. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of in a chick mood and like they're it's all (laughs) fucking chick singers like Spice Girls, Alanis Morissette, um, Christina Aguilera. Not so much Britney Spears, but Mm -hmm. um, actually that's what made me think of the topic the other day is because at work I need family-friendly music because i'm in public Mm -hmm. so a lot of my playlist is this type of music and i was like man like you know i ran into some girls and they're like oh you're listening to Insync. i was like well you know there's only a few (laughs) things that i can listen to without swears or you know n-bombs coming out of every other word so but um justin timberlake even some of the bieber stuff i hate to fucking admit that you know some of the bieber stuff is catchy like the Mm -hmm. the techno type um, uh, I forget the sorry. I think yeah, that's...
1: sorry. This stuff he did with Skrillex is really yeah. Cool. yeah. So
0: you know, same kind of thing. Um, love Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. back you know when he came out with NSYNC, You know we were kind of in our thuggish days, and yeah, I would have been like, man, like f- fucking boy bands are you know, quote Eminem, like you know they can suck a lot of dick or whatever, <laughs> you know, Summer Girls, LFO, you know, and, and it's, it just like upbeat like good time music to me like Mm -hmm. it's weird like and um you know it it gets the it gets the girls going too so like that's that's always a plus to have women like the music that you're playing yeah so you know jennifer lopez is another one yeah i I have like probably 10 songs of hers on my little 200 song playlist for work so Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's not bad either. Like that, I like I like that. Uh, it, I think for me, the cutoff starts to be like when the boy bands kind of popped off is where I lost interest in that type of thing. Like because then it, the sound became it, it it changed. It changed a little bit where everything was kind of mimicking that. Yeah, I like that. You know, just that. Just that, I don't even know. I don't I don't know if they even took ecstasy back then in like the early nineties. Probably just a lot of cocaine, but. You know, you could tell. I think, I think it was. Uh, I think it was more ecstasy and not Molly. Like, oh yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Molly yeah. wasn't around. That's yeah. for sure. I, I think. Yeah. It, I
0: think ecstasy was pretty big though. Okay,
1: but I, yeah, just like you'd go to like. Just imagine just a shitty nightclub in like 1992. Like <laughs> what you would listen to there. That's what I want. I want that all day. Some
0: Vanilla Ice, maybe some Hammer.
1: Well, yeah, the, but then there's that too. Yeah. You got it on the uh, the pop rap scene. That's yeah. like a
0: sub genre of it. Like <laughs> right, yeah. You can go you can go a lot of places with that, like the R and B, mm. and then you start getting into like the TLC and stuff like yep. that. You know, that's that's some good shit. You, I know you uh, really like the album Fan Mail.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. Now, that that was uh, I think it came out in, like the two thousands. That was like, oh, one of the, the later the, the later, ones. later ones. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was pretty good when they started coming around with that. But yeah, as far as as far as uh, uh, music goes, uh, yeah, pop music, definitely. And I, I think the Yacht Rock kind of falls into what pop music would have been back then, too. Right. I think that's just generally like, I guess that's probably the overall trend between the both of us, is it's just different time periods. Yeah. Of like, at the time, I probably would have hated it. If I was alive and into music in the 80s, or like, it, I know that in the 90s, I wasn't really into it. Yeah, me either. But then looking back, it's... I don't know if it's a thing of, like, nostalgia or if it's a thing of, like, well, to be honest, I really did like it, but I didn't want to admit it to anybody. Right. Like, and, and that, that's why I say, like, that, like I said, that Night of the Roxbury soundtrack, because I listen when I remember in, being in school, that was, like, the CD that was in my CD player on the bus every day. Yeah. But nobody really knew. Right. You know, that wasn't the one I was going to be, like, blaring my headphones and be, like, what are you listening to? I'd be, like, I don't you don't You're like,
0: that. yeah, man, ACDC, dude. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. What are you listening to, fag? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, same with me. Like, I grew up, you know, I have an older sister. So, like, the boy bands, like, you know, she was first to get a CD player. So, it was kind of, like, had to listen to it by, you know, not by choice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, I didn't mind it. But then, when I got older, especially, I, I don't really care for a lot of music that comes out nowadays. It doesn't have that much substance, and it's not, like... They're not big hits, you know, right. like, except for, like, Little Nas X, or, you know, that has a massive hit, but, right. you know, that doesn't come around as often as when we were growing up with, like, TRL and shit like that. Well, there's just so you much more music. S- yeah, you know, you don't. Well, you get more exposure but it's kind of less now because it's not on TV but you got to go it's, find it you didn't really have to go find it back when yeah well, we were well back then
1: up. there was a bit of a gate there's a bit of gatekeeping though like it was harder to really get and uh, make an album right. like now anybody with a soundcloud account and a bootleg version of fucking pro tools can fucking put together an album yeah. and you know it, it just saturates the whole market where like i i try to keep up on like what is new and I remember, like, yeah, Little Nas X was a great example of like, you know, he it was kind of out of this almost SoundCloud sound where they were just making beats. I mean, the sample itself is like, just it was a it was a nine inch nails sample that he released for free back in like, of a song that he, that he released for free back in like two thousand five, right? And they just fucking they they didn't really tweak it all that much, mm-hmm. and he just rapped over it for a minute and put it over like the original music video. It's just over Red Dead Redemption 2 footage. Right. Like that was the, it was just a goof and then it just took off. Yeah. It just, you don't know what's going to hit but there's just so much shit out there. Um, it's 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 really it's really interesting and I don't know like... Because I again, don't know another hit by him. Um, he tried to have another one and I'm sure, I mean, it, I'm sure he had a couple other songs that were hits per right. se but I don't think he's got like a full album. Yeah. I, I think that, that's another thing. They don't, you know, I, I don't think that there's going to be, I guess, I guess overall there's going to be guilty pleasures for next generations or whatever, but it just, I don't know. I can't, I, for me, it's just, it's, it's, I, I like stuff. Especially for music that is past its prime, yeah. And then you can kind of like, kind of like a fine wine, I guess. You can be like, it'll oh, this age very well?" Well, Ace of th- Base, Ace of Base, twenty years old—that's a good you know, bottle. I saw, I'm yeah, open I up. saw the sign. Yeah. You know? Or uh, what's the
0: other one? The um, uh, she, uh, what the fuck is that name of the song? Um, she wants to have another baby. Oh yeah yeah I yeah. Forget, you know, I don't know the exact name of the song right now. I, off the top of my head, I know. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And then there's like uh I think it's bananarama or something had cruel <laughs> summer that sounded just like Ace of bass
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah all that she wants yeah is all that, is, that she yeah. wants is
0: another baby
1: yeah beautiful life don't turn around oh
0: yeah I forgot about beautiful life yeah man don't turn around I gotta put those on my list they yeah, work
1: they're fucking those are those are solid fucking hits um
0: will Smith. Will Smith would be in there, like getting jiggy with it. I mean, it's corny as shit, but you know, it it just does something for you. It's like, man, like it either takes you back to a time where it was a lot simpler, Mm -hmm. or you know, it's just kind of kind of cheesy fun, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, so uh, kind of change directions a little bit. Uh, the other one I have, um, is this is a little bit. So, I was trying to think of like shows or cartoons or books and things like that of, like, guilty pleasures. Right. And there was one that stuck out to me that kind of covered all those genres or all those mediums, I should say. And uh, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love it. So fucking um, the old cartoon, like, I have DVDs of them mm-hmm. somewhere around. I think they're maybe in the basement or out in the garage or something. But I have, like, I bought those probably 10 years ago. Right. Um, and and rewatch them. Um, there's comic books I have out in the garage um, that of theirs that I was just actually thinking of digging out and like rereading some of those. I mean, the stories aren't all that intricate, but there's just something about it, yeah. just growing up on it. The movies are great. Right. Um, I know that they've I've got... I've never
0: seen any of the new ones. Are the new ones okay? Uh,
1: I haven't seen the Michael Bay ones, no. No, no. I haven't seen those. I know that there's also a new cartoon. Um, video games uh, most of the video games I played especially the older video yeah, games
0: like for Sega and Super Nintendo and- yeah
1: the arcade games like those games were phenomenal um, there's one for Xbox One that's not bad Um, but it's not great but it's not bad mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so it, it, that, that one I would say like if I were to pinpoint like out of those what would be the biggest guilty pleasure out of all those different mediums I'd have to say probably like the comic books um, because they actually have a more of a like solid story. Right. Um so to get a little in depth on it, like there was two sets of comic books for mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. So they started as a comic book yeah. originally back in the 80s. Yep. Um uh, black and white, very violent, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of actually the concept was making fun of or spoofing like Daredevil. Um like like for example in Daredevil like the the big uh, they would fight. He fought like ninjas, right? Yeah, uh, like like an organized crime um, that are ninjas, and they would be called uh, the hand. Yeah, you know. Well, in Ninja was, it's, the foot. it's the foot. Yeah, yep. same thing of how he went blind. I believe is some, some somehow there was like some chemical hit him on the street and he went blind. Well, this was oh well some mutagen fell in a fucking sewer and yep. then they turned it. So same kind of concept. Um, and then but then. The cartoon came. Then they made a movie, and then they ended up because of the cartoon. They took the cartoon version that we all know Mm -hmm. with the colored bandanas and, you know, the Krang and all that shit, um, which wasn't in the original comic book. Right. There's some scenes on that, by the way, that they all have the same fucking color bands.
0: They do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, originally they all had the same. They were were all red. Yeah. Was was the idea to
0: kind of. Give them each personalities and shit. Yeah, yeah, especially for a kids show. Yeah.
1: So there's another set of comic books which are titled, uh, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures. Mm-hmm. And that one's centered around the personalities they have from the cartoon. However, the comic book starts off pretty basic, just a comic book version of the cartoon. Right. But then eventually dives off into this crazy in depth storyline and gets a not super dark, but gets pretty serious. Yeah. There's like. People do die, and and then there's like time travel. Then and there's like a peak point where um, there's like this intergalactic fucking warfare going on. It it gets super intense. Like (laughs) there's like there's like the Ninja Turtles, and then they end up. I'm gonna summarize this in probably like two minutes, but. I'm going to try my best anyway. So basically, what ends up happening is it goes from the Ninja Turtles going after Shredder and Krang, Rocksteady, Bebop, like they normally would for the first, I don't know, probably 30 episodes of the fucking, of the comic book. Um, And then eventually, there there comes like this alien bug race that comes in and... Uh, and some like devil-horned businessman comes in and they're like what is this about and then they kind of like interfere with shredder doing something and then shredder is uh, pretty much just like pushed away yeah. and is never seen again for like episode like probably like 100 episodes and or issues I should say of this thing and then they go in and then they introduce um leading up to trying to figure out like um you know, they, they kind of have these other issues where they're introducing different mutants. Like, um, there was one Mondo Gecko was one from the cartoon. Um, it was like a skateboarding gecko. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, there was another one like uh, I forget what his name is, but he was like he was like a man manta ray, right? You know, and there was like a whole issue of like oh well Shredder's polluting the ocean. They make friends with him, and then there's like I think there was a couple other ones, but what ended up happening is then shredder gets pushed away the bug race comes down does an alien invasion the turtles have to figure out what's going on and then they get and they they end up going into space to do this battle royale against the bug race it was like a coliseum where they got to fight these two giant beetle mutants and when did this come out this is mid nine early 90s okay why did everything go to fucking space dude (laughs) leprechaun went to fucking
0: space jason went to space (laughs) <laughs> fucking um, Willy Wonka the yeah. second fucking Willy Wonka. They go to space. Nope.
1: It's why does everything go to space? Well, because I don't know. I think that. Well, okay. So so this is how. Then it gets this gets even crazier. Then then there's the other mutants that I just mentioned. A couple other ones. There's like a Wolfman thing. Yeah. There's like a Cheetah Man. They end up somehow banding together, and a giant cow head. That's like a spaceship slash a head of a cow. Okay. But it flies around, its name is Cowlick. And they can name. Sh- they can fly around, they crawl into his mouth, and they fly around in the cow head. Now
0: why wasn't that part of the fucking toys?
1: I-, I don't know. I wanted it so bad because this is where as a kid it drew me in because then they then they did a spin-off called the Mute I think it's pronounced the Mutanimals, mm-hmm. where it was like this whole spin-off comic series. It was in the same universe, but it was just following these This mixed bag of different mutants, like like I said, the gecko and the manta ray and the wolf and so on, and then eventually it it, they collide together at this big bug fucking war that's going on, and they but then they split up the ninja turtles, and then there's like some cowboy going on. It dude, it gets so in depth. I can't even. Well, it seems like it goes pretty much with the
0: three movies or the three original. You know the the origin, the first one, the ooze, and then the time travel. With the mm-hmm. third one, so it seems like it goes well, pretty hand in hand, it, somewhat.
1: Kind of, I mean, there's a. It goes. I'm, I'm skipping over a lot. Right. It, it goes. It goes a lot of different directions, different dimensions. Eventually, the comic book series fast forwards to like, to like a thousand, like a hundred. No, maybe not that long because they're still alive. Probably like fifty years in the future. Like somehow Raphael lost an eye. Fucking Michelangelo, I think, is dead. Uh, fucking Donatello is half cyborg. You know, it, it just it gets so out of control, um, and it's just like that. If they that would have been better as the cartoon, right. Than what we got on TV. Um, so anyway, I, I've they've re-released a lot of these comic books on like uh, Amazon. You can get like collections of it if you're bored and you got like. I don't know, fifty bucks to 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 spend on the whole series. I would suggest check it out because it's it's way better than you're ever going to read on anything else. Now they were still doing the black and white comic books up until Nickelodeon bought them, right? And that was like in the 2000s. Um, but those ones were just more dramatic. Yeah, um, they just they, they didn't get they just weren't as out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, as far as a guilty pleasure, as far as a comic book goes. The Ninja Turtle, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, which is out of print now, yeah. you know, because they they sold the rights to the right. cartoon. Um, find those because that that is a wild ride. It's easy to read. I mean, it's <laughs> it's I, I look they got fucking cow heads flying around with <laughs> animals inside of it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that.
0: Well, you just <laughs> you just mentioned Nickelodeon, yeah, and that's where my next one was coming in is the '90s. You know, Nickelodeon cartoons. Um, you've seen me, you know, eat an edible and get high and watch uh Rocco's Modern Life and mm-hmm. Doug and Hey Arnold and Rugrats and what else is there? Is that all? Um I think I covered the four. Those are the bases. Those are the ones. main ones, yeah. but um I, I think it's another thing of just growing up on it i could still watch the episodes; kind of brings me back to a younger simpler time um the rugrats man they ruin that shit though yeah um i really liked them as a kid but we've talked th- about this like th- it just ruined me with the dill and yeah. the uh the asian like step sister of chucky yeah. or whatever yeah and i think that was post the movies yeah. but i you know when that's on i i kind of shut it off now but the early episodes are really good like the right. one where like you know they think tommy's dad is a robot or they get go to the bowling alley and they have to fight the bowling alley monster or mm-hmm. the putt putt golf uh they want to go to the ice cream the big giant thing of ice cream and it's like empty inside and then they get you know sundays at the end um you know, I know you hate Doug, so I'm not going to
1: really touch on Doug. I fucking hate Doug. I hate, Doug is a piece <laughs> of shit. I watched that show as a kid because I had to. There was nothing else that was on. And Stick Stickly would always shove a Doug episode on when I'm hoping for Ren and Stimpy or something. Rocco even. And they would just give me Doug. He, that pussy-ass fucking Doug. I hate him. He represents everything wrong in America.
0: He looks just like you, man. Like if anyone hasn't seen Melvin Troy, he looks just like Doug, and I think that's why what? there's anger about him. What? Um, because it's basically looking in the mirror and looking at his life in no. reflection. No, no, I don't. I don't.
1: He, have he, the Dylan Farnum look.
0: And he also he, he's also in love with a black chick with blonde hair. Was she black? Is that... I mean she was brown. Yeah, but Skeeter's green. R- right, but I, I, and she was athletic, I don't know. I'm just putting like a lot a lot of shit a lot of stereotypes together, but she had the blonde hair like little Kim, so like that's true. I don't know.
1: But she sounded like she was from Texas. I I don't know, man.
0: You know, Roger Klotz was green. You know, everyone was a fucking <laughs> Dink was purple. Fucking Dink. And, 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 that's
1: that's my dream is I want to be an old man like Dink. I'm just like just like inventions and yeah. shit and like just <laughs> yeah.
0: expensive ass fucking yeah. like nonsense toys and tools. Mm-hmm. But um, Hey Arnold is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, they, I don't know even what to talk about. Hey Arnold, but it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then Rocco, Rocco, they actually brought back for Netflix like a little movie. Yep. Um, yep. I think one of the last episodes they go out into space and. Filbert has, like, kids and shit, and they actually come back on the space rocket, back to Earth, to O-Town, and uh, everything's, like, you know, modernized. It's pretty... It's actually done really well, and I think Mm -hmm. they did one with, like, Invader Zim, but I'm not really familiar with Invader Zim. Yep. But to go along with the cartoons is also, like, the 90s kids' movies, you saw me watch it. Dunstan checks in the other day. That movie. That movie's awesome. I dude. fucking
1: hate Dunstan checks in.
0: How can you hate a fucking monkey that checks into a hotel, I, I bro? Hate, and I he's hate. he's a robber. First of all, his his. Lord Rutledge, his owner, killed his brother. So there's like some drama in there. They got Pee Wee Herman playing a fucking phenomenal part as the animal control guy. They have George Costanza in it with a full head of hair. They got some kid from the Santa Claus. They got another kid that's never been heard of from again. You have um, Mister, uh, what's his name, Dubrow. Who's like an old fucking man that like loves shit, <laughs> and he's rich, okay. and then he's got like a semi-good looking older wife, and I think a girlfriend on the side.
1: Uh,
0: I I don't know. And I, then you have the I think you have the fat guy from isn't he from Jurassic Park? No, he's from uh, he's from Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, he's from Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, how can you hate that Dude, movie? It's those, a star-studded
1: cast. As a kid, I hated all those like live-action kids movies, with the exception of Heavyweights. But that was the only exception that I have. I hated anything that was live-action kid-centric because it just did, it seems so fake. However, as a kid, I watched a lot of like Die Hard. And fucking Lethal Weapon. See, like, So that's the
0: shit. You got to go with the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Oh, God. You got to go with the uh, Three Ninjas. The Three Ninjas was fucking awesome. Rocky Loves Emily. And the fucking best line in that fucking movie is, you know, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is uh, the pizza guy pied the babysitter. The bad news is they got guns. It's fucking awesome, dude. Like, if you don't love that, like... You you had a disrupted childhood, like you, you know, you did not have a good childhood if you did not like. I
1: remember, movies. I remember seeing Three Ninjas three, but yeah, that the one third sucks, one. dude. You got to go with I the remember, first one. Then I remember not long after, uh, my dad took me to see Lethal Weapon three, and I liked that one a lot better nah, than fucking the Three Ninjas. Nah. It was terrible. I would have we- rather watched the. I remember we were in the theater. To, we came out of the theater from the Three Ninjas movie. And I remember there was a poster next to the other theater for the Pelican Brief. And I said, I would have rather watched that with Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington than that fucking movie no, no I just way. saw. No way. You got to see the first
0: one, man. The first one is good. The third one, like any third movie is going to fucking suck. Like we just talked about the third Ninja Turtles when them going back in true. fucking Samurai China, Yeah, you know, yeah. fighting Corona, you know, in 1800s or whatever, or 1500s. <laughs> So, no, you gotta see the first fucking Three Ninjas Rocky loves Emily you, They go on the fucking boat To fucking save their grandpa Or whatever, their grandpa comes to save them It's fucking great, dude I And then know. like, or Blank Check
1: Oh god, no
0: Blank Check was great uh, they no. had, I liked
1: it better when it was called Big <laughs> That's... Big wasn't even the same It was It was no, a it rich, wasn't. He was like a rich kid turned into time. No, no <laughs> No, a Blank Check had fucking, uh, what's his name, Tone Loke in it? Who to, who who didn't have Tone Loke in their movies back then? Oops. Ace Ventura, he was the sidekick in that. Another good movie. That is, that's actually see? wasn't a bad Tone movie. Tone Loke, man. I like that movie. Tone
0: Loke is the ingredient to a good movie.
1: I liked, see, I liked comedy movies back then. Like, I watched, yeah, Ace Ventura. If, you, if you were to say, okay, to me as a kid, I'd be like, hey, what do you want to watch? We're going to go to Blockbuster. What do you want to rent? And you would hold up Ace Ventura, uh, Peck Detective Two, whatever Back to Africa or whatever that thing was called, or oh, I think Dunstan checks in. And you would pick Dunstan checks in. No, because, yes. I would be. I would take Dunstan checks in, and I would chuck it. No, because Dunston, dude, you would get Dunstan checks in because
0: that star-studded cast, dude, you no. love George Costanza. I,
1: I like, I like with George a full Costanza, head of hair, but with I, a full head of hair, I would bro. rather. I would rather watch Ace Ventura. Get, get out of here. Way, way more. Get out
0: of here. Anyway. Going, I have a story. Real quick story about Blank Check. Okay. Um, since you went on this huge tangent about <laughs> Ninja Turtles, I got a real quick story about Blank Check. And when we were in high school, I had a business class, mm-hmm. and every single day we we begged our teacher, begged her to watch Blank Check mm-hmm. every single day, and she didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole fucking first semester, first half of the year, where every day, uh, you know. Teacher, can we, can we watch Blank Check? Can we watch Blank Check? Can we watch Blank Check? No, 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 no. Christmas time comes around. And everyone knows you watch movies around Christmas time because teachers don't want to teach anything that the kids are going to forget over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. You know, you finish up your exams or whatever. And you usually have like a day or two to kind of relax and, you know, watch movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she comes into our class and she goes, guys, I have a huge surprise for you. And we're like, oh, man, what is it? She's like, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to watch Blank Check. Mm. So she puts Blank Check in. She brings in popcorn for everyone. And our class, we're such a group of fucking assholes. (laughs) Within 10 minutes, everyone was like, this movie fucking sucks. (laughs) And everyone was stomping their popcorn (laughs) on the ground and just made a huge mess. (laughs) And she goes, I'm never doing anything for you guys again. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, dude, like those movies, like, you know, the the Emilio Estevez trio of the mighty ducks. Oh, God. You know, little giants. Man. Those movies are phenomenal, and they're timeless. Oh, they were awful. <laughs> but, okay, Little Giants, you have Rick Moranis. You yeah. have Ed, or, uh, Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy. You have um, Icebox, who I don't know if she ever did another movie. Um, you have Hot Hands Hannon. <laughs> I don't know who you that have, is. You have Spike. You have um, Junior, which he, I, I, he did another movie. But I don't know. He was in a couple
1: other... I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're gonna go Rick Moranis, you got to go. Honey, I Shrunk oh, the Kids. Uh, yeah, that's part like, of that's, this. Yeah, that 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 I I can that get movie behind is, that
0: movie's great. And I do I actually don't mind the second one when uh, he blows up the kids. Yeah, I like that one too. The third one kind of, eh, yeah. but the third one does have a young 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 Mila Kunis in it.
1: Really? Yeah, she's like the hot chick. Mm. So you know, it, he's, I, Disney new. I actually heard that Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. Because he was able to retire from all those, he made so much money, right. he retired back in the '90s. He's actually coming out of retirement possibly to do uh, another "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" movie, really? or show, or something. They're they're like Disney's trying to like maybe like relaunch a series well, or something. If I'm there was a show actually. Yeah, know.
0: If I'm not mistaken, too, uh, Universal Studios had a whole. Um, Honey, I shrunk the kids like exhibit thing. Like, oh, that was it, Disney. Or was it
1: Disney? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't I, Universal. I, yeah, it was at the Epcot Center. Okay. Um, I I went to that as a and that was done very very well. And he was in that. I mean, it, was, it actually had all the cast members from the first movie right. in that. And I get it, French class. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, and then, yeah, they, they shrink the audience yep. and, um, everything is huge. And it's like that 3d experience, oh, that's awesome. experience, shit's coming down. You're getting squirted with stuff. The dog sneezes on you and like, or then he blows up the dog, uh, Einstein, he blows up yep. the dog Einstein and at the end of it, he sneezes on you and it sprays water in your face. <laughs> like that was fucking great. I would, I, to this day, I don't know if they still have that. I'm sure it's a little dated now. But I would go to Disney World and ride that again. Or, like or watch that again. First Kid with Sinbad. Okay, now you're starting to lose me again. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, if you're gonna talk about, there was actually a good Sinbad movie. First Kid. No, it wasn't First Kid. It was, um, it was, it was something. Wasn't it like a neighbor. Na- something about like a neighbor or something. I forget. He. Was, oh,
0: uh, Good Burger.
1: Not Good Burger He was in Good Burger I'm sure he was in Good Burger He was that's not the movie I'm talking about He's the guy that
0: Keenan hits his car And then he That's why he has to Get a summer job No
1: God damn it Now I gotta look up Good Burger's another one Carmen
0: Electra You know Star. Star Star, Yeah she was uh, The one that that was Trying to get the Ingredients to um, Ed's special sauce No, and and Keenan's like, whatever you do, don't tell anyone the ingredients to your special
1: sauce. Here we go. Uh, it's It was a movie came out in '95. It was a year before First Kid. It was called House Guest. And so this one, I, I, I like this one. I remember uh, my dad rented it from, from like a video store. And he goes, it's basically a fast talking con man, Kevin Franklin Sinbad, uh, is in over his head. He owes $50,000 to the mob, and they want to collect. On the run, Franklin happens upon lawyer Gary Young Phil Hartman and his family who are waiting for an old friend Young hasn't seen in 25 years. Taking the opportunity for another con and save his neck, Franklin convinces Young he's the old friend and becomes the family's house guest. He has a great idea. He has a great hideout from the mob, but the mafia henchmen are still on his tail. That was a good movie. No. That one was good.
0: No, man, you got or like Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
1: That one? Who? was that Ted Danson? No, no, no. That was Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase. That was
0: right. And then, um, what's the other one with Tim Allen? Uh, uh, that came out around the same time. What Santa Claus? No, it was he go, Jungle the Jungle.
1: Oh, that one sucked.
0: No, man, Ma, Mimi Siku. It oh, means cat one.
1: piss. That one, I was, I was disappointed. With and Martin
0: name. Short's in it.
1: Is he in that one? Yeah, he's the uh, he's
0: Tim Allen's like business partner, like they're stockbrokers.
1: Oh, that's right. That's Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right.
0: And then they get in trouble with the Russians or whatever?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of remember some of that now. Yeah, that... <laughs> I'm, I looked up Tim Allen movies because I trying to find. His oh, it, here's one that you actually
0: like, Small right. Soldiers. That's good. So, Small that was Soldiers good. was fucking awesome. That was a good movie.
1: That one that's came out actually, of nowhere. Yeah,
0: that's actually been on TV for uh, on Stars, I believe.
1: That was that was look, one of those recently. movies, and I was I remember I brought this up to you uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. We were talking about uh, talk about those weird DreamWorks movies before Shrek took yeah. off. Like Shrek, and like now DreamWorks is all about like animated movies right. for the most part. But before that, like the big movie for DreamWorks, because I think it's Steven Spielberg owns that, was Saving Private Ryan. Right. Like, that was the big one, and then they're like, okay, so let's make other movies. But they had these weird movies that they couldn't, f- like, didn't really fit in any sort of genre. Like Small Soldiers. It looks like a kids movie, but it's not really a right. kids. Right. I movie. think it's PG thirteen. Yeah. And it's
0: it's a comedy, but not, it's like, yeah. It's, it's like it's,
1: a. Dark comedy, it, I guess? Yeah, it is. It's, it gets pretty dark. It was that movie. Then there was another one with uh, Nathan Lane called Mouse Hunt. I was yeah. telling you about that, that one. That, okay, you talk about a fucking guilty pleasure movie. That movie, the concept is dumb. It sounds like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Two brothers inherit a house. They're broke. They try to renovate it, and they can't get rid of this mouse, and it ends up destroying their future of making any money. Right. And then there's a twist ending. And it sounds... and But for whatever reason... And I wasn't even a young kid when I when I watched it, I was like, "This it, it was just fun. It was just strange enough to be funny." Like I don't know. It was just, I, I watched it probably dozens of times. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I don't I don't even know how I got off onto that. But uh, dream oh, dreamworks we we're talking about yeah. yeah, yeah. small soldiers
0: yeah yeah small soldiers is a good movie man Kirsten a
1: uh, young young Kirsten Dunst yeah yep. and um Dennis Leary's in that Dennis Leary fucking Tommy Lee Jones is the voice of Chip Hazard. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they fucking they had all kinds of fucking like weird actors. Like I think that was Phil Hartman was that was like before he got murdered. Was, yeah, was in that. They had like a bunch of other comedians. Um, like there's the two, the two guys who make the toys. When mm-hmm. um, they put the the, the yeah. chips in it, like one of them's like from Saturday Night Live at the time was Jay Moore there was a comedian in there. And then like uh, what's what's that other guy's name? He was in the Bob. Um, God damn it, David. David Cross was okay. the other one, um, but it was like a, just a weird mix of people. Right. Like looking back now, like at the time, I didn't know who these people were, but yeah. as an adult, I'm like, wait a minute, like these are all pretty like as like the comedians were all pretty dirty, right? And they were all like in this weird kids movie yeah. type thing where the toys are trying to murder them, and then yeah, then they bring the Barbies to life, and like yeah, the, the, <laughs> they figured the, out how to clone themselves,
0: yeah, and the fucking. Uh, soldiers are like, hey, Sarge, can I take a, you know, the weekend off to, you know, be with the doll? Like, fuck, dude, like, you know,
1: yeah, that Pretty was good. I'll tell you what, a good. Speaking of good soundtracks, the I had the soundtrack to that that movie, and it was really, really well done. Um, hold on, Google's thinking I'm trying to tell it something. Um, so they had, they basically took like classic rock songs, um, like. Uh, that were featured in the movie, yeah. And then they put rappers with those. Oh, that's pretty cool. So like, like, there's a version of like another one bites the dust with like, I think like Wyclef or something like that. Or, and then there was, um, oh man, oh, uh, uh, um, there's that song War that they play yeah. in the movie. Well, they, that's I think that's where the Bone Thugs version of War came You're from. Right. Um, and then they remix that with like Henry Rollins does a verse on it. It's like for like a rock version mm-hmm. of that. It's yeah, it was. That was a really good uh, soundtrack. Where the, back when soundtracks used to like mean something. Yeah, they would make like original songs R- for the right. movie. I mean, they kind of do that now, but not to the same extent. Like,
0: yeah, I saw Small Soldiers in the theater with my dad, and and that movie was, I, I love that movie. That movie was great. And then I, mm-hmm. I almost forgot how good it was until I saw it. You know, within the last month, and I was like, oh man, you know. Yeah, and you know I always liked it, but I was like, man, this is this is actually a really good movie. And like you said, you can like watch it with kids because it's like kind of a kids movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like kids get a kick out of it because the soldiers are coming to life and shit. But it also has like a dark side. So,
1: mm-hmm. no, it was um... yeah. Talk about guilty pleasures. We just went on a fucking tangent of just a bunch right. of them. Um, so they had um... well, let's uh, let's do the sponsorship. Oh yeah yes. so Let's quick, get that uh, out of there. So I'll pull up real quick uh, in thing. here.
0: Um, I have it right here. Let me pull it up. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Hartman's Juice Cleanse. Uh-huh. You want to have that Hartman body that all the ladies adore? Then check out the no-carb, low-calorie, no-added-sugar Hartman's Juice Cleanse. For a th- free 30-day trial, text GINGER to 55583. And for more details, check out HartmansBody.com. com. Man. Hartman's, Hartman's coming, coming in. Uh, I know you just mentioned a Hartman. Yeah, we mentioned a Hartman earlier. The sponsor, man. There's a, a lot, lot of, of Hartmans.
1: Yeah, that that ginger
0: fuck. Um, All right, man. <laughs> yeah, just text it, text that ginger five 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 eight three for your thir- <laughs> free thirty day trial. Um, I guess we could um, probably go into the legend, legend, yes. legend of the week. Let's do that. We haven't done this in a couple weeks. Yeah. And we have a new one that uh, recently passed. Um, our legend of the week is Jerry Stiller. Yes. Also known as Arthur Spooner from King of Queens. Yep. And his... who, who, who uh, I'm not a big Seinfeld uh, guy, but... It was Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza. He was George's father. Yep. yep. So... King of Queens. He's he's one of the best characters on King of Queens. He just you know overreacts on everything. Yep. He's you know the typical kind of pissed off old man, but also doesn't really know you know about like today's world. I guess mm-hmm. you know about like technology and all that, and just um, he kind of puts the whole show together. Like I don't think that show would work if he wasn't involved. Yep. Even though that he played, I mean he played uh, somewhat of a big character, but. A lot of the storylines weren't based around him, but he gave that comedic relief mm-hmm. that you needed for a sitcom like that.
1: Well, the fact that he was just like they had to get like a dog walker to take him out, right? Paces like, like he was. I will say he was a little bit more grounded in that show than he was in Seinfeld, as because as George's father, he was he was out there. Like he was <laughs> he was like take yeah. uh his character from King of Queens and just amp it up by like 10. Right. And he was just like... Just the, constantly yelling. Oh, God, dude. There was a commercial I found on YouTube. Oddly enough, it suggested it to me, probably because we were talking about him mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago, where it was an old like uh, AT&T commercial yeah. for like long distance from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was he was playing himself from Seinfeld and then the woman who plays his wife, right. George's mother, because they just would yell at each other in yeah. that show all the time. And so they're just yelling at each other about, like, because he's on customer service to see about, like, getting long distance. And, you know, they get the customer service rep being, nope, you don't have to worry about party lines or whatever right. the thing old school thing right. was back then. And it was just like, I could listen to him yell <laughs> about anything.
0: Well, there's, there's an episode, and Sam always brings this up. Um, there's an episode of King Queens where... Doug calls him mm-hmm. Kevin James he calls him from you know work or he's not at home he he calls you know Arthur from home or at home and he's like Arthur I need you to um you know I, I need you to record something right so he's like walk him through the VCR but when he calls him he goes yeah Arthur this is Doug and he goes who and he's like Doug and he's like your son-in-law and he's like he gets all confused and he goes Douglas, and he's like, "Oh!" and he's like, "Doug is short for Douglas," and it's just you know, just he's just you know, it's just funny. It's just funny shit. So, yeah, and Jerry's- unfortunately, passed away. Um, I think he was like seventy-seven, or no, he was ninety. Yeah, 90. he was up there. I'm thinking Ex- about someone else. That was I seen
1: I seen a picture of him recently. I was like, man, he did age. Yeah, because I don't think he really did much after King of Queens. No, like, I don't that think was so. Pretty much the end of the line for him. Right. And I know, and I know his wife died. Yeah, a couple um, years ago. Yeah, as well. Um and of course, yeah, they're the parents of Ben Stiller. Yeah. Which I'm I'm wondering if like as Ben Stiller gets older, if he's going to end up like, like Jerry. Yeah, like doing shit like that, like getting cuz to be honest,
0: Ben Stiller he hasn't really done much since like no. Meet the Parents, right?
1: Yeah, he's d- he's done Yeah, Meet the Parents was like like his trilogy. He, he was he was pretty busy up until the last Meet the Parents and then he did like a few I think he did a couple dramas. Like right. just and then some. He was, in off- like, he was in like
0: dodgeball,
1: but he like. But that was yeah. That was way right, before. Right. But but that
0: too. He wasn't. I mean, I guess he was a main character, but. It really, yeah, he was, he was. I mean, he wasn't really focused on him though.
1: He was like the villain of the movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was he basically was the same character he was in in Heavyweights, which actually there's a great scene in Heavyweights. In the beginning, Jerry Stiller's in that. Actually, him and his wife are both in it because they they actually own the fat camp. And then all the kids are excited, like, oh, man, you're going to love the... uh, I forget what their names are in the movies. I think they're like the Hoskins or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you're going to love these people. They're they're great. They're great people. We love them. And then they come up and they're like, yeah, we got some bad news. Unfortunately, we hit Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And he's like, (laughs) he's just screaming like... (laughs) When you work something You build something from nothing And they take it away And they leave you with nothing And he's just screaming He's like Never let anyone sign your checks And then they fucking walk off And then Ben Stiller Has like these the Has like strobe lights And he's got like an announcer And he does his cameraman I mean you've seen Have you seen Heavyweights? I've
0: seen bits and pieces Oh
1: god dude And then his cameraman Kenny the cameraman Who's like basically trying to film an infomercial Is uh, Grandma's boy He's, he's, it's it, dude, it's the best movie ever. Yeah, okay. Talk about guilty pleasures. That's a good one. But check that yeah, out.
0: the reason he lives with uh, uh, Doug and Carrie in King of Queens is because he burned down his house with a hot plate,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he tries to use the hot plate at their house. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the
1: legend of the week. Yep. Is Jerry Stiller. Yep, rest in rest in uh, peace. Uh, Jerry Stiller. Okay. We'll get back to these guilty pleasures. So I had, uh, yeah, I got one more, uh, one more here, kind of a genre of things. I mean, like I said, I don't know how to even describe them. I'll say they were like uh, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, like teen drama shows. So two examples. One, uh, Degrassi. Fucking Degrassi. Fucking Degrassi, dude. Jimmy in a wheelchair. Yes. Come on, man. I'm talking early Drake, pre wheelchair Jimmy, and then up until just after wheelchair Jimmy. Like, that's the period that was. So,
0: Joe's apartment, Degrassi. Yes,
1: yes. We're talking. Like, that is a guilty pleasure. We were watching it not too long ago. Right. It's not a great show. Okay, so. It's not good, but I will sit and watch it. So. The Joe's apartment reference,
0: when we were just out of high school, we were 18, 19 years old, we had one friend that had an apartment, and you're 18, this is the first time someone had their own place, Mm -hmm. and so everyone went there almost every day, smoked a lot of weed, (laughs) drank, and he got one channel on the TV, which was uh, uh,
1: sitting on a... Milk Crate, right? Yeah, it was like a 12-inch... We had like a little tiny 12-inch TV that we were watching on top of... Like a Milk a, Crate. A milk Crate, which was on top of a fucking bigger TV that didn't work on the floor. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> eventually,
0: I think it got moved to a keg or yeah. something. <laughs> so, Degrassi was the only fucking thing on, and we would get high and watch hours and hours of Degrassi.
1: <laughs> Dude, it was so... Well, it got pretty edgy for a while. Like, it started off pretty safe and tame, um, but then it started getting into like, I remember, rape. yeah, there was some rape, fucking Shooting. one, there was one storyline was, uh, I think it was Emma fucking became a whore, um, and she was wearing the, remember, the, she had like different bracelets, and yeah. different bracelets meant like different shit she would do, and she ended up getting gonorrhea in the throat, um, yeah, there was. She, uh, her,
0: she was the one with, the, her dad was a teacher or counselor or something?
1: I think, yeah, I think her dad was a teacher who was from the, the original 80s Jurassic. Yeah. Um, and then there was, but the best storyline was there was Rick who dated the fat chick Terry and he was like super controlling of her and they were like, Oh, you got to get rid of Rick. But she's like, well, but I'm, she didn't really say this, but basically like I'm fat. No one else will love me. And Rick loves me. So, (laughs) and then, but everyone was like making fun of him. And then somebody spilled paint. I think it was Spinner spilled paint on him, but he thought Jimmy was behind it. And then that's when he pulled a gun out at school and shot Jimmy in the back and paralyzed him. And that was like the peak Degrassi. So there was that. And then the other example um, was I on MTV. Undressed? Uh, <clears throat> un- oh, no. I didn't even think of Undressed. That's a good one, too. Undre- I was going to say Daria, but Undressed is another good one. I um, think
0: they were back to back, weren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, they yeah, usually watched them together. Yeah. It was around that time, like Beavis and Butthead had just ended like yeah. their run. And like Daria was like a, technically a spin off of Beavis and Butthead. Right. And then yeah, then Undressed, I forgot about that. Like that show was like it was softcore porn without the softcore porn. Right. It was just it was just Dude, the fucking storylines. The
0: the only thing that I remember <laughs> of that is there was one episode where there was a girl that would wear um, like a mascot suit.
1: I kind of remember this. And one.
0: she called herself a fervert. Yes, I do. I and do remember she wanted that. her boyfriend to like wear like a panda suit mm-hmm. while they had sex, which I don't know. I don't really get how that works. You know, maybe just keep the head on. I guess. Right. But that—that's the only one I really, really remember because I was like, "What the fuck is a fervor? Like, is it—is <laughs> that like really a thing? Because you know, we're like maybe thirteen yeah. at the time, 13, 14 It's like you know, that's it, one of those shows that." You know, you wait for your parents to go to bed, and then you fucking slip switch it over. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if they come back downstairs, you have to flip it back off. Yep. You know, so
1: yeah, it was. It, it started like um, years ago, probably back in twenty eleven. Uh, maybe, no, maybe like twenty ten. Um, I had found uh someone had uploaded uh on YouTube. This was before YouTube was really yeah. copy striking everything, but um, they had uploaded like all the episodes. Some mm-hmm. someone just had saved them. And I was watching it from the beginning, and like the early episodes, the stories are pretty realistic. Yeah. They're well written. It's an idea of you know uh, maybe a storyline of like a couple that are trying to mix up their, their sexes. Mm-hmm. You know they're in college and the sexes run dry. They maybe do a threesome. There's a thing, just realistic stuff. Right. But then later it got more and more extreme. And here's here's one. It's an example of like there was a storyline where um there was a uh, Two guys and a girl. So it the, there was one, the guy, the, one one of the guys and the girl are brother and sister. Okay. And then there's another dude who was hanging out with the guy friend, and he was they were they were doing homework together. Now the guy the guy friend was dating the sister. Right. But when he would hang out with his with her brother, he was gay. He was gay, and they I'll never forget this line. We're like I think the, I
0: actually do remember the, that the
1: big turnaround was you didn't know he was gonna be gay um, until like they were doing like some like archaeology fucking project and he's like I know a bone that I want to see real quick and all of a sudden his head goes down in his lap and we're like oh shit this is <laughs> now he's gay I was so confused <laughs> like there was that one or then there was a there was one where um there was a it was in college. Um, and there was like a, this. I think the season took place like a, all these different stories in the same dorm uh, yeah. building, and like this one girl was dating this black guy. It was she was like a ginger, and I, I just remember like she was a ginger, and he was a black dude, and uh, they were dating, but they hadn't had sex yet, and he was worried. He about, was uncircumcised. Yes. Yes. Yep. And then she was like, then her friends were telling her like. Oh, you know, if in the shower it, it'll usually go away. So they shower together first, and she's like, kind of like rubbing his, like washing his back, and she'd be like, "Did it go away yet? Did it go?" And he's like, "Well, no, it's still, it's still there." Yeah. Like it was this whole drama about his uncircumcised dick. But th- those shows, I'll tell you what, I learned a lot because Undress I watched in like junior high, right like, through high school, yeah. and that probably taught me the most about like sex in a way outside of like porn or something, right of like oh okay this now granted as the show went on like i said it became more and more unrealistic yeah <laughs> but yeah
0: and and to go with that kind of category um and this almost made my top 10 Shows was Freaks and Geeks. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it probably would have if there was more than just one season. But right. I think it was rated like the best show to ever, or the best show ever to get canceled after one season. Yeah, and that you know, uh, and I don't even know. If, I think we may have mentioned it because I think yeah, I we re- talked about yeah, it a bit. Uh, you know, James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen, uh, Jason Segel, the, the chick from Grandma's Boy. Yeah, and you know, not to reiterate that one, but that kind of goes with that uh category or not category but the guilty pleasure mm-hmm. and you know they, they kind of talk about everything you know yeah but i'm not going to get back into that because i remember we did talk about that last week so mm. or two weeks ago yeah or whenever we did that fucking top 10 it,
1: it yeah it was two episodes two episodes ago yeah um but yeah that was that those i will say like i will watch that like i can't watch the current Stuff that they put on MTV or any of those shows down. I feel they're so watered down.
0: You know what was good too? And I, I don't know if you're going to agree. My 30s, so. Was the spring break shit. Yes. In MTV. Now, the kids nowadays, I don't think they get that. Um, because when we were growing up, I mean, this was probably in 90. It probably started in 95. Yeah, I'd say to mid maybe, to late 90s. Maybe to 2000. Yeah. And spring break, you know, they would go to like the hottest. Spring break destination for that year for probably college, I would guess college students, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't high school, be like Cancun, yeah, or Florida, Cancun, Florida, Florida yeah. Miami, you know, Fort Lauderdale, I think they were, yeah, uh, South Padre, maybe. And you know, they would
1: have TRL there, yep, they would have Say What Karaoke, which I fucking loved. I, I was love gonna that touch show. on that actually with Say What Karaoke, like, actually, it started as I like to the say they used to have a block because what they did is is they actually just took the programming yeah. of MTV and they just moved it to Spring Break. Right. So they would have a programming block of Say What videos where it would put all the lyrics. Yep. And then the Say What karaoke was genius. They had Pauly Shore host it. Yep. And then it would be like, then they then would have people like Kid Rock mm-hmm. or like Eminem or fucking Fred As Durst. the judges, right? Yes. Yep. And they would judge on like how they did And I loved that show. And,
0: and the best was like, because, okay, the first round, I believe, They sung, sang a song that they knew Mm -hmm. or they they liked. You know they knew word for word. The second round, I think they got a random one. Yeah, they spun a wheel or something because I remember episodes of people like not knowing the words, so they would just try to freestyle or they like you know they just act crazy because like that was kind of part of the judging is like your performance. Mm -hmm. So they would just kind of act crazy or like try to freestyle or. You know, be like, I don't know the words of this song, blah, 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 you know. And and it was pretty entertaining. And then, you know, I don't know what they did for the final because I know that I think there was three rounds.
1: Yeah, there was. Some, like the remember. winner did
0: something or. But I... but oh, another show like that was Singled Out. I don't know if you remember yes, Singled Out. Yes, I do. Out?
1: My parents liked Singled Out.
0: With Jenny McCartney. Yeah. And, you know, it was a dating show. And no. you would start off with like 100 people. They would ask questions and they'd be like, all right, you know. Uh, do you like to you know get drunk on the beach, or do you like to read in the library? And he'd be yeah. like, drunk on the beach, and like <laughs> you know all the people that said drunk on the beach would move forward, yeah. and every you know the losers that said le- read in the library would be like, ah, you know, well, no, and then they would single it down to one person, and they would go on a date.
1: Yeah, You know, I remember it was crazy because my parents were, were were pretty young. Right, um, they were probably my age when I was. You know, in the early, ni- in the early 90s, they're probably like my age now. And I remember early on that they would watch, like, I remember my dad would watch Beavis and Butthead. He would watch, I remember them watching old, like, uh, VMAs, mm-hmm. um, where, like, you know, someone like Tom Petty would win right. in, like, the early, early 90s, or Aerosmith or right. something, you know? Uh, or when Howard Stern came down yeah, I was about with, to say as, like, Fartman yeah. with no pants on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think and they watched Singled Out, and I think it was around the time the spring break stuff popped up, and it moved to more, like, like TRL. Mm-hmm. It was, like, when they stopped watching and when I started yeah. watching. Um, and it was just curious because, like, they during that time with MTV, it's kind of a tangent, but... Since we're on the subject, like MTV is a whole it almost was like a generational thing. You could almost hand it down to the next generation. Right. Like then I started watching it, you start, you know, people our way our age. But then all of a sudden, MTV fucked up. Like mm-hmm. they went and then all of a sudden they're like airing reruns of Scrubs. Yeah. And they don't have any music videos on. They got like I mean, the only good thing that they got on now that I don't catfish? mind watching is Yeah, catfish. That's really <laughs> the only thing that I'll stand for. The rest of it, like when they were doing like They started doing shit like was it next or uh, see I didn't mind next the fucking I didn't mind the the bedrooms I didn't
0: mind uh, like Room Raiders yeah yeah yeah. I didn't mind that stuff that like Room Raiders next uh, um the bus one that was Mm, next mm -hmm. that was next Mm -hmm. right um and I didn't mind that because it was actually kind of interesting I mean you know it's all fake but or you know probably but um it was it was somewhat because I I I actually liked uh, I don't know if you'll remember this I actually liked. Eliminate and Fifth Wheel. I, think, I do remember. On those. Those, I yeah. think that was on like WGN or some shit. Yeah,
1: it was like WB, UPN, yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um well, so what it, what the problem was I looking back at is it's like those I watched those shows. Don't get me wrong. Right. I did watch those shows. But there wasn't anything like subversive at that point. They weren't really being they weren't pushing any boundaries anymore. Right. It was really safe. It was like um you know, again, you talk about like the animation. Like, they would have animation. I mean, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. Beavis and ButtHead. Eon Flux was like a, that's a huge cult classic mm-hmm. show. They made mo- a movie out of that. At least one, or I don't know if they did two. Um, yeah, Daria. Like, there was. I mean, th- there was a bunch of shows that only lasted maybe like a season or two. There was one I wish I could remember. It was around the time that um, Matt Damon and uh, what's the other guy? Ben Affleck yeah. were kind of coming up as, like, big stars. Mm-hmm. And they basically made, like, a cartoon uh, spy show. It was a comedy show. But they were mo- modeled after those two. Okay. And it was... I remember as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Like, it was... It, it was dirty. It was... Fu- not as dirty as, like, South Park. Because right. they didn't... Like, South Park was, like, out of control right. back then. Nowadays. I mean, we mentioned this. Yeah. pretty tame. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, like... It, there was so many good shows that they just kinda like, nah, we're just gonna do just more eliminate knockoffs. Right. Or we're gonna do oh, but just let's just rerun um you know, fucking scrubs for like a sixtieth time. Right. Or play some just some random ass movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you know it, I didn't mind... ugly for the seventeenth time. Right. <laughs> I and
0: you know, when I kinda checked out was after like the flavor of love. Like, I like that. Like, The Flavor of Love, The I Love Money, those type of shows. Yeah. I think those are entertaining as fuck. Like, it's just... But that was, like... Yeah, that VH1. Yeah, that was VH1. But, I mean... But that was
1: around the time VH1 would stop, too. Right. Like, older people would watch VH1. Like, my parents moved to watching that, and I watched MTV.
0: Right. And, you know, now it it turned into... You know, the original Jersey Shore I watched.
1: Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, that was... I'd still watch even the current one.
0: The current one, I don't really get into. The current one...
1: It's not bad. It's it's not great, but it's not bad.
0: What I what I have a problem with the current one is the HD camera. Oh, yeah. Because now it looks like a movie instead of like a reality show, and it's it just kind of takes me out of it. Like I'm like, well, this just looks fake now. Right. You know, it doesn't have that authentic look to it that it used to. But. Going back to like celebrity death match was fucking awesome. Oh, I loved it. Like, uh, you know, you'd have like the Backstreet Boys versus and Christina Aguilera versus, you know, and then then they would use like weapons and shit. Like, I remember Marilyn Manson I think was versus Eminem or something.
1: Yeah, I know Marilyn Manson was like a uh, like always like a champ. He always won all right. his matches. Like he was a champion. He yeah. killed everybody. <laughs> or he would go in. He would do run ins on other matches and right. just kill people. <laughs> and
0: then you know they had Steve Austin, Stone Cold. Oh yeah,
1: dude. I remember. I was so excited. There was two matches in particular I was super excited for. There was a Stone Cold match with Vince. Vince. Yeah, like I was actually like, what? It's it's a cartoon, right? But I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? I want to see the next episode. There was that one, and then there was one with like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Jack Nicholson. And Uh I hated Leonardo DiCaprio as a because you know all the girls liked him. And then um, I think Jack Nicholson won that one, and I was like, oh my god, I want to see that like. Yeah, there was it, like a, a
0: same thing with me. Like the Vincent Stone Cold, especially being a wrestling fan, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be awesome!" Mm-hmm. And then they they would do even the backstage shit. Like they would yeah. be like, "All right, we're gonna go interview our next fighter," and yep. you know, it, it, that was a really cool show. Like it just like, it, what is it called, claymation? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and then they had like Judge Mills Lane <laughs> yeah. before he was a judge as a yep. referee, and then I don't know who the two I forget the two guys, but they just looked like you know your classic boxing announcers yep, yep you know it was
1: a very entertaining show oh yeah there was there was good i remember one of the announcers there was like an episode where like one of the announcers like was tripping out like someone gave him like mushrooms or something so then he started like commentating a match that wasn't even existing it was like between people that are already dead yeah
0: <laughs> i do remember that like, I do remember I think they had Michael Jackson versus Prince
1: something like that yeah it was, it was well, like...
0: yeah that, that was a great fucking show I think the other match that I really looked forward to was NSYNC and Backstreet Boys because yeah. it was just like it was like five on five and it was like just a lot of fucking action going on
1: I think that might have been one where like Marilyn Manson did a run in on. yeah like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> he, ki- I think he killed all of them mm-hmm. he, I,
0: you know I think he came in with like a chainsaw or some shit and, yep. and buzzed them all down
1: <laughs> but that's what I mean like the what what is subversive enough nowadays that's like you know like that's going against like the the mainstream right. trend like nothing else is doing that they that was i don't know I mean, that 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 kind of like is missing today like no one's edgy enough because then you get like uh what's like the word shamed. you get shamed you get like deplatformed you kicked off of twitter or facebook but, or yeah, whatever yeah cuz
0: like back then the culture, like, laughed at itself. Yes. You know, like, they made fun of itself a lot, and now everyone's so fucking sensitive that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there was a lot of shows, not just Celebrity Deathmatch, but there was a lot of shows that, like, made fun of, like, you know, boy bands or the culture, or, you know, whatever was going on at the time, and then all of a sudden people got so too sensitive, and, you know, you can't do that anymore, and no one no one even really tries to
1: do it. Right. No, nobody nobody really... I mean, you know, the last
0: person that tried, uh, did it and did it successfully was probably Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? and
1: then you see what happened to, to him. I mean, they right. tried to, like... You know, the game, like, z- whatever, zero stars or whatever, zero percent right. on Rotten Tomatoes because, oh, you made fun of people that you're not supposed to make fun yeah. of. Like, I don't know. Dude. You can't... Yeah, you can't be... The problem is, too... I mean, this is kind of going on a even more of a tangent, but just to kind of wrap up the point with, like, that, it's like you can't even, um, the more you try to hide it, the more people want to see it. Right. Like, I mean, because of Chappelle, like, more people are like, oh, we'll make a ton of money if we just get some edgy people to do some shit. So, anyway, um, I don't know. (laughs) We went down a rabbit (laughs) hole on that one. Yeah. uh, (laughs)
0: Because that was kind of my third one as well, is like those kind of shows and actually like the movies too, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like Clueless and like, kind of like, Somewhat chick flicks, but they're you know kind of like the teen movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know that Bring It On is you know it just it's so dumb. Like the new guy, I don't know if you have ever seen the new I've guy. Seen the new guy, yeah. I love the new guy. I haven't seen it in a while, but um, the new guy's fucking great. Uh, with my girl, Eliza Duke, she's she's super hot, <laughs> and she's Albanian. Is she really? Yeah. She's oh. Not not many Albanian uh, actresses, I don't think, out there. No. Oh. But. Um, yeah, so I mean,
1: I don't know what else we can talk about as far as tangents because I think I think we covered it. I mean, we we covered pretty much everything from like '85 to like 2005. Right, like we covered 30 years, 30? No, 20. 20 years. My math is, I'd be like, I'd be like 40 right now if that was the case. <laughs> um, yeah, we covered like 20 years of guilty pleasure. Right, um, and I think you know that. I mean, there's a there's a couple there's a couple other ones that I think could have made a list just to kind of run down like, I was thinking like video games like I think yeah um, like the Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. games like I like those the Even, Mario yeah like well I like Sonic the Hedgehog as a whole because again that one just real quick I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it but it was another situation kind of like Ninja Turtles except it didn't it didn't branch off into so many different yeah. mediums but it was like the games were super simple early on but unlike Mario which is always simple mm-hmm. like. When they went to like the Dreamcast and Xbox, the games got like super, super complex. complex, super in-depth storylines right. they were building that continued from game to game to game, and it was just like I know that a lot of people ended up hating the series because of it, but I actually liked it until the gameplay started to suck, and then that's when I was like, I oh, don't, I'm done with this now. Yeah, but anyway, that's I think that pretty much. Yeah, because like my, my
0: my only other one would be you know wrestling, and we talk about wrestling all the time, right. so. You know, I don't really need to talk about wrestling right now, but you know, I've been watching this since I was like five years old. Right. I grew up, you know, pre Attitude Era, then Attitude Era. Um, I you know, um, not old enough for the golden age, mm-hmm. which would be like the eighties, but like the early nineties, man. That, 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 some of the fucking weirdest <laughs> shit you know you got fucking man tar half man half fucking tar or whatever and you got fucking man <laughs> tar. you got uh you got baston booger and you know those motherfuckers duke the dumpster drossy which which the funny thing about duke the dumpster is you know you talk to anybody that has been watching wrestling for as long as i have and or you know that started watching wrestling like right before the attitude era kicked off mm-hmm. duke the dumpster is like everyone's like so like there he's on like a lot of people's like top of their list of as far as like their favorite like guys that they remember <laughs> that are that have like a, a occupation gimmick right because like uh, he was actually a decent wrestler but he was just a garbage man <laughs> he came out with a fucking steel
1: trash can now i got to add cuz i don't remember what kind of like maybe um, uh Bob just, Backlund? It's not Bob Backlund. He was champ <laughs> I'm trying to in remember the 90s. The, I'm sure he well he, he was with his knee walk, yeah. Yeah. Um so uh, what is his name? What is his name? What, so oh, okay, I remember now. Uh the the uh gimmick thing. Did The Shockmaster ruin the gimmicks? No, that that oh. was
0: early gimmicks. Oh, was it? Yeah, that okay. was that was like 1990. Okay. Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I was watching something the other day. I don't know if it was Dark Side of the Ring or something. They else. should do a
1: Dark Side of the Ring about Shockmaster.
0: The Shockmaster was on there. Oh, was it? I, he was on something that I was watching? Okay. And they're like, they're like, yeah. He's like, he goes, was pretty much like, um, yeah. It was live TV, man. Like sometimes you you know, shit happens. You know, like. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, he goes. Unfortunately, like you just gotta live with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet. And and the funny thing is, dude, Mm -hmm. that whole build up. That was supposed to be, like, the biggest names at the time. It was, like, Sting, Luger, Sid, Ric Flair. Like, <laughs> it was, like, the horsemen, I think, against, like, like Sting, Luger, Shockmaster, and, and one other guy. And, like, Sting's like, we're going to shock the world. And he fucking <laughs> comes and falls. And fucking Mantar, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, something to wrestle with. And Mantar, he came out with that big fucking, like... Uh, uh, what, what kind it like a of bullhead? Yeah, yeah, it was like like a yeah, like a bullhead or not. I don't know what. It's the like fucking, a minotaur. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a minotaur head. Yeah, because they call it mantar. Right. And he, they didn't like, they, they they didn't figure out the logistics of it, so the guy couldn't get in the ring with it. <laughs> like, so he was like trying to get through the ropes, and he couldn't. So like he had to take it off on the steps.
1: Well, was he supposed to wrestle with it, huh? on? So. so he's like, just fuck this thing. Yeah. I can't even do
0: the job. And like, you know, the Undertaker, uh, they had, you know, there was rumors about him coming out of that giant egg. Yeah, and it would happen to be like the gobbledygooker. Gooker, and they <laughs> they they built it up for months, and then they just had this fucking chicken come out. And Undertaker oh, was supposed to be God. like the Eggman or whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: that was some good shit, dude. That was some real good shit back then.
1: Oh man. The fucking, there's so much. I mean there's so many goofy fucking wrestling gimmicks from back in the day. I just the Shockmaster though, in my opinion, is the is the top. Oh yeah. Like they just they it was there was zero effort. It looked like it was put into that. And the fact I think the fact that he tripped on that entrance through that wall saved him, because oh, from
0: being a horrible gimmick in yes. the future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because so the story behind that is is that they did you know the, a run through you know mm-hmm. like a rehearsal, and then when they patched up that wall, the guy that patched it up put a fucking two by four on the bottom to help patch it and,
1: and he didn't know so that's what he tripped the, the worst part is is if he would have just fell but the helmet stayed on it wouldn't have been so bad right. but the fact that the helmet tumbled off and he had to scramble to pick it up to put it back on and it was just a shitty bedazzled stormtrooper helmet and then when his, he
0: started talking it was like a voiceover like Darth Vader <laughs> so bad and, awesome it was awesome oh, and like it. i said man to be with like the biggest names in wcw at the time <laughs> it wasn't like he was first fucking Ashton booger it was like
1: he was in the main event <laughs> at, a, at a fucking pay-per-view <laughs> this thing must have been just like oh no right no this is not good
0: oh man
1: <laughs> well good times I think uh I think we covered it. I think we did it. We got through I think we also did. Yeah, twenty years of guilty pleasures and uh you know plenty more to come. Yes, yes. Strap in for that. Um I think we got um we got some stuff coming up here. Yeah, uh, we got we up. got the history
0: of EHW yes. which is extreme hardcore wrestling, a trampoline league that me and uh Moose Yeah uh we are the co founders that happened in the late 90s early 2000s we're going to go through a history of that and I'm excited go through to hear about this. yeah go through all of our characters our roster and kind of give you the storylines of what happened back 20 years ago in the short-lived EHW days mm-hmm. and then we have our video game draft we've been yes, hyping this up for
1: it's finally time. I think. I think with the corona, you know, uh, panic lifting, it's yep. it's, it's uh, we're able to get back into the swing of things here.
0: We're gonna have um, Nate, uh, our buddy Nate, in the house soon. Yep. Yep. And actually, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, the first original episode with Nate, the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> fucking jubilee.
1: <laughs> uh, never
0: aired yet. No, it's yeah, in it's, the
1: vault. It's been, It was put in the vault. Um, I listened back to it. You're going to get a, a chunk of a chunk of it. You're so, not going to get all of it. You're so, going to get a good chunk so of it. So a little though. story
0: behind that is <laughs> it was very good idea written on paper. Yeah. <laughs> because we were drinking on St. Patrick's Day. Right. We, had a, we were going to do a before and after Right, so we started drinking on the first episode. We continued. Well, it was only one episode, but we, the first half. Yeah, and then we wanted to continue, pretty much like eight hours later after yeah. we were fucked up, and again sounded great on paper. Yeah, not so much when we got on air. Well,
1: I think I think what also hurt it too is the fact that that happened just as like the coronavirus thing took off. So, because the original plan was we were going to go out. Yeah. And then come back, yeah. and then maybe talk about what we did. Right. I think would have been better. But the fact that we were stuck indoors yeah. and all the bars were closed, you know, kind of was like, uh, all right, well, what did we do? Well, we sat around and, and played drinking <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, like so. I think that that didn't help either. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I think maybe maybe down the road. But there's some good stuff. The the lead up to the drinking, the pre gaming yeah. that we did, uh, was pretty sad. We watched a Royal Rumble. With what's that game in there?
0: Uh, uh, WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, we we, uh, we set up for the computer just to do a Royal Rumble, and we drank to it. Yeah, one of our many drinking games. Um, with the video game draft, we have we're gonna have T the monster back in the building for yep. the third time. He's becoming a regular. Yep, uh, he might as well just have his name on the show. <laughs> and uh, we have our video game slash wrestling. Analyst slash expert Sam. Oh yes, coming yes. in. Not Sam Roberts, but the Dome. Yep. So, uh, welcome to the Thunderdome for the first time. <laughs> and um, like I said, we got the EHW coming probably in a week or so.
1: Yep. And then we got the yeah. I think I think the way it's looking. Don't quote me, but I think this is the way it's going to look. Is going to be some EHW. Then there's going to be a little the a chunk of St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. Then maybe Nate, then maybe video game draft. Yep, you know, depending like on how that. we coordinate it, might be swapping some of those in and out. But um, I think that's the that's the game plan.
0: Right, unless we think of something else to bring you guys. You know, um, that's pretty much the layout for the next month or so. Yep, and, and then
1: we'll uh, we'll take it from there.
0: Yeah, and we'll uh, recap maybe some wrestling in the mix and. You know, more of our comedic style.
1: We should, we do. I, I think there is a. Uh, I'll have to tell you off air, but I think there, I, there's a good idea for some wrestling uh, talk. I'd like to, I'd like to cover. Okay. Uh, some, some, some things I think that uh, you know might be able to spice things up. And this is going to be, world. this is
0: going to be rare because we don't talk off there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We, we just... We're we're complete strangers <laughs> off the air, so yeah. this is going to be a little, little strange for us, it's out of the ordinary. <laughs> Um, so right. until next time This is the 64-Bit Legends You can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes Google Podcasts You can check us out on Instagram At 64-Bit Legends Twitter At B Caboose on Twitter At Melvin Troy on Twitter Check Melvin Troy out on Twitch yep. And uh, check out T the Monster He's going to be having new music coming out soon And I always like to plug him So you know, check him out on Spotify And uh, you know, adiós <laughs> amigos. <laughs>